Welcome to The Holistic Entrepreneur with Holistic Nurse Practitioner, Success Coach, and Best-Selling Author, Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies to achieve success on your holistic entrepreneur journey. Each show features answers to common entrepreneur challenges, along with a healthy dose of support and motivation. Now, please welcome the host of The Holistic Entrepreneur, Bonnie Gressel. Welcome, everyone. This is Bonnie Gressel, your host here at The Holistic Entrepreneur. Now, today I have a guest with me, and it's going to be a great show. Holly Chantel is here, and I'm going to introduce Holly in just a moment. But first, I always want to take a moment to thank all of you for spending your precious time here with me on the show. I know that time is our most precious asset, so I always want to make sure that these shows are value-packed so that you feel your time was well spent. You know, I think being a holistic entrepreneur is really more about who you are than what you do for a living. You come from that heart-centered place and you want to make a difference in the world. And perhaps that's you. And that's why you've decided to join us on the show today. So if this is your first time, welcome. And if you've tuned in before, welcome back. I hope that you find this will be another great show with insights to help you on your entrepreneur journey. And make sure that you check out the show page before you leave. There's always a gift for you there, and there's links to connect with me as well as the guest. And so you can, if you want to get a hold of Holly and need some help from her, I'll have all those links on the show page for you. Now, maybe you have a message to share. I always love having new guests on the show, so please reach out to me if you would like to reach people all over the world with your message. Now, the information presented on this show is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature, but I always want you to just take what fits for you and simply let go of the rest. This show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. I always want to preface every show with that little caveat for all of us. Now, let me introduce our guest for today. I'm so excited to have Holly here. For the past decade, Holly Chantel has been helping visionary coaches and service professionals bring their brand, their business model, and their marketing systems into alignment with their next stage of growth. So if you're looking for someone that can quickly grasp your vision and all that you do with all of its complexity, and then to help you decide the best path to move forward, Holly is the woman to call. Join me now in welcoming Holly Chantel to the show. Well, welcome, Holly. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Holistic Entrepreneur. I know you're a busy person, so thank you so much for taking time to share with all of us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You know, I read a little bit about people in their bio, obviously, but there's always more to the story, right? Would you share with us a little bit more about your journey and what brings you to the work you do today? Yeah, so my journey is about 10 years long, and I started started off really strong in my business and was first offering website strategy coaching and grew to six figures in about 18 months and kind of doubled and tripled from there. So that's like the the good part. Like it's not like a rags to riches story that comes later um, because then I had kids and got married and was no longer single 20 something and found that I had kind of you know, my life had outgrown the business that I had. And that caused a whole kind of avalanche of problems, needing to change my business model, uh, deciding that, you know, webs, the website coaching that I was doing was too much project management. I wasn't able to 
uh, juggle kids and doing, doing website design and that kind of thing. Um, so I found myself in a uh, pretty, pretty deep depression there for a while. And um, I guess, you know, what I realize now was a dark night of the soul. And many of your listeners have probably heard of exactly what that is. But if, if you don't know, it's kind of a point in your life that usually becomes before a spiritual awakening when everything just falls apart. Like you, anything you try to fix, anything, <laughs> any changes you try to make, anything you do to better your situation basically doesn't work. And uh, fortunately, I had a, a therapist at the time that understood what I was going through, didn't try to put me on medication. And, and he basically said, so unhelpful at the time, he said, you need to surrender. And I didn't know what that meant until I realized that it was my business that needed to change. And now, you know, a few years later, this is actually the point that I'm helping my clients with is the business owner that uh, has outgrown their business or things just kind of stop working and helping them figure out both from a business strategy perspective as well as a kind of metaphysical personal growth perspective of where those misalignments are and then bringing your business back into alignment so that you can continue to grow. Mm, isn't it interesting how, I mean, I love your story because it illustrates something that almost every guest I have talks about. It's we go through something and usually it's not pleasant, but then that creates who we become so that we can help other people with the same thing. That's probably been our path the whole time, but we just have to go through something first. Exactly. I feel like a lot of people in this space, that's, that's what gets them started in their business the first time yeah. is that they've had some kind of profound experience or they've witnessed a profound experience that they want to bring to others and get other people on the other side. I just don't think we, ha we expect that to happen again after mm -hmm. we get started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we think but that's going to be smooth sailing after we, you know, get things going. Um, but no, your, your life is really just an ever evolving thing. Oh, yeah. I always say it's, it's a journey. I mean, everybody says this is a journey, not a destination. So it's always changing. So how do people know if they've outgrown their business? I mean, you mentioned that things might not feel so right or things aren't working right. How would people know that it's time to move on to the next chapter? Yeah. So, uh, I thought it would be pretty obvious and it, and it were, it should have been pretty obvious. It wasn't. Um, so now that I've identified the signs, I'm like on the lookout. So the first one is that your revenue has plateaued. So you previously were growing, you know, you had traction, people were really responding to the marketing that you're putting out there. You, you may not love sales, but they're coming and you feel pretty comfortable with what you're selling. But then all of a sudden it's like, it just stops. <laughs> the growth stops. You, you start reviewing. If you review your finances quarterly or annually or however you do it, you realize that things have now stayed the same for a while, at least like six months, sometimes a year, and or they've actually started to go down. And this is scary because, you know, you work so hard to get to where you are and for things to begin to decline can be, you know, kind of put you into a little, a little extra stress because you don't want to get back to that struggle mode. So that's one sign. Another one is that you're starting to attract clients that can't afford your services that are um, not the right fit for you. So you're, you're in order to make ends meet, 
you're taking on clients that you know, like have all the red flags, but you're still going to take them because <laughs> you need the money in the bank. Those kinds of things. So some of the things that you might've experienced when you started your business, um, it, you're starting to experience them again. And that, that plateau is basically you reaching the end of this growth cycle. And it's time for you to up level into the next level. And that doesn't mean, I just want to be very clear here. This does not mean closing your business. This does not mean starting over. It could be as simple as just updating some of the content on your website to speak to the audience that you really should be speaking to now. Um, for me, that meant moving my language into speaking to a more advanced business owner versus continuing to speak to the startup because that's who I started with and had just, you know, out of habit, continued to speak to them, even though my services had evolved from there. So that's just kind of a concrete example. Um, and a lot of the stuff that I do now with experienced business owners are the same things that I do with startups. So it's really funny how we all have the same problems, no matter where you are in your business. You're, you're, these problems are going to keep repeating themselves. They're just going to show up in different ways. Mm. Now, does it, I'm just curious, does everyone go through the ups and downs and the plateaus and the hills and the valleys and all that? Or are there some, you know, businesses or, or entrepreneurs that just seem to like coast all the way through? So I have not met someone that's coasted <laughs> all the way through yet. So I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, the end all be all, but uh, from what, from what I've gathered, it, it is something, it's a cycle and it can happen, you know, every five to 10 years is, is what I've gathered through the other entrepreneurs that I talked to. Because when I was going through this, I realized I, re I was not alone. This is how I knew that this is what I needed to do um, going forward is because the close friends that I shared this with were going through the same thing or had gone through the same thing like just a year before. So it was very interesting that I was having a parallel experience as all these other people that were, had started the same year that I did. That was what was really interesting is like, it had been at like the seven year mark. I don't know if it's, maybe that's where the term like the seven year itch comes from, <laughs> but everyone that had started, that I'd started my business alongside was going through the same thing. And I've also spoken to, um, people that have been in business even longer than that, that maybe have broken through that seven figure level a few times. And they say the same exact thing. Like if you haven't, uh, had to pick up the pieces at least three times, you're not a real entrepreneur. Like that was their attitude. And I was like, oh, okay. So I got, I got, I got one under my belt. Uh, <laughs> not looking forward to the next one because it's really not a fun place to be. <laughs> yeah. I will say that once you solve it though, it's super rewarding. And, and had I known then what I know now, obviously hindsight's 2020, um, I wouldn't have struggled for so long. I mean, I was struggling for probably about two years with the, the stress and, um, you know, physical manifestations of that, uh, before I realized that I actually even had a problem. <laughs> well, well, you know, everyone goes, it sounds like everyone, except maybe there is somebody who just haven't met them yet goes through these ups and downs. And some people seem to like really, you know, go into that deep depression or quit their business or stop doing what they're doing. And then there's others who just seem to like, okay, well, then I'm on to the next thing. And they just kind of mm -hmm. effortlessly, it seems, go on to the next thing. Do you, what do you make of that? Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. So for me, the reason why it took so long is because mine was happening alongside babies. Yeah. 
So everyone was telling me that what you're feeling is totally normal, that it's just hormones, that, you know, you're, you're sleep deprived, you're having to deal with all the, the struggles of becoming a parent. So everyone kept telling me that what I was experiencing was normal, which is probably why I didn't realize that there was a problem until like way later. And I had no idea that it was my business. That was the problem. <laughs> I just thought I, you know, I haven't slept in a few years, so maybe that's why things aren't working so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, some people, they, I think it's that entrepreneurial mindset of like, some people don't want to hang on to things for too long. They like to change and they like to evolve. And those people might actually have a difficulty staying with things long enough for it to really take off, or they stay with it until it takes off and they sell it and start over again because they love that. They love the startup phases. So it could be just that you're, you're, you're in love with the adventure of starting a new business. Um, or you're, you know, you don't have such a strong attachment to the vision you have. Um, I know for me, I, I sometimes hang on to things much longer than I should. And I'm sure other people do as well. Like you have an idea and you have this vision for what you wanted your business to look like. And you just kind of keep hanging on to that, even though you might've outgrown it. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying about some people like the adventure of, of starting over, doing different things. I've said for years, ever since I can remember, probably even when I was a kid, I don't know, I would always say, life is like a salad bar and I want to taste it all. Yes. You know <laughs> and some people are like that. I think I'm mm -hmm. one of those people. I just like every five years, I got to do something different. So yeah. I think that there are some people like that. So how does it look? You know, for those people who are going through the the changes, right? And you've got the you know you've got the change of having kids and the menopause stuff and all that that women deal with. But this is changes in your business, so you've got the ebbs and flows, the peaks and valleys, and they they're like stuck. They're in that plateau. How do they, you know, get back into alignment? How do they go to the next level, the next chapter, whatever their purpose is? So I'm going to say something really unhelpful. Surrender. Yes. <laughs> Oh, but I totally get that. I totally get that. You have to be detached from the outcome. Right. It's, it's a word that you'll hear a lot. And it's something that I think means different, something different to everyone. But what I mean by it is, is to surrender that things are going to change and in a in many great ways and to be open to the fact that there might be a better way for you to operate your business. And when you can take a step back and that step might back might be for a few days. Um, it might be, you know, taking a weekend to meditate and think it might be going to a retreat to do these things. That was actually where I had some of my biggest epiphanies was a retreat that a friend was holding in Mexico. That was literally, it was called the soul hydration vacation. It was literally just about separating yourself from everything in your life and just nurturing your soul. Mm. And that was where I had some of my best insights into what it was I really wanted. So that's the first step is really figuring out like, okay, what do I want? And not, and making sure that you're running that through a filter of, is this really what I want and need in my life? Or is this what I see other people doing that I hear other experts telling me that I need to do? And just making sure that everything that you're, you're desiring is coming from a, from a place internal and not a, what you're afraid people might think or, you know, what you see other people doing and they seem to be enjoying themselves. So maybe I should do that too. 
and just get really clear on what you want your life to look like, uh, what you enjoy about your business. So I did a lot of journaling on, you know, what aspects of my business do I really enjoy? Where do I really, um, there's things that you're really good at, but then there's also things that you're just, you just bring you joy uh, and that just come naturally and you don't actually think about uh, as being things that people would want to buy. Sometimes those are the most brilliant, brilliant pieces that can become a part of your business. Um, if you read uh, Gay Hendricks, the, shoot, the, is it called The Leap? <laughs> is that the, yeah, The Leap. I, crap, I can't remember the book. Um, I think it's, I know it's Gay Hendricks. I think it's called The Leap, but it's about your upper limit. And um, your upper limit, he talks in there about how to separate what you're really good at versus what you were born to do. Um, so your genius versus your excellence. And I, my business was operating in my zone of what I was really good at, but not necessarily, you know, where my real genius, like what I was born to do came from. Um, and then once you recognize that, it's a matter of mapping out, I call it reverse engineering, essentially where I am now to what that business looks like and then putting the pieces in place. And like I said, it does not mean a start over. It does not mean a like huge overhaul. Um, sometimes it's, it's, they're very simple changes to bring you back in alignment. Mm. Because, you know, life is too short to not love what you do, whatever it is, you know, and, and I always tell people, it doesn't matter what you do. If you work in a factory or whatever, but you love it, you're happy because mm -hmm. some people are, that's, that's what they're meant to do. That's perfectly fine. You're living your dream. And to me, that's, don't change a thing. But, you know, in five years, it might want to change because maybe there'll be a change in their path as well. But that's, it's what you're talking about, Holly, is so important for us to hear, I think, because there are so many people, I know I talk to people like this all the time, you probably do too. Well, this is what I'm meant to do. This is my purpose and nothing can change. And this is mm -hmm. what I have to just continue doing for the rest of my life. But it's not that way, really. Right. Um, have you ever heard of the term ikigai? I don't think so. It's a Japanese word and it, it, is, it is your reason for being. Like that's the Japanese word for your reason for being. And I think we, they interpret it a little bit differently than we do. Like we feel like when we find our purpose, you know, hell or high water, we need to pursue it. Yep. And in ikigai, there's, there's four aspects. And your ikigai is where those four aspects uh, over, overlap. So it's uh, what you were, what you're good at, what you could be paid for, what the world needs, and what you are called to do. And I, what happens is, is for especially business owners who are purpose or heart driven, they end up either in the what I'm good at and what people will pay for. That's where I was what I'm good at and what people will pay for, or they're on the, what I feel called to do and what the world needs. Mm -hmm. And when it's the, this is what I can be paid for. And this is what I'm good at. You make money, but you're not satisfied. And when you're on the other side where you're doing what you're called to do and what the world needs, you feel fulfilled, but you're not making money. So when you can overlap those, and this is something that I help my clients with often is like figuring out where all of these things overlap so we can find that sweet spot of, you know, 
what is going to make you money that you can feel really fulfilled doing and do it in a way that's going to allow you to have that lifestyle that you want. So just kind of like holistically overlapping everything in your life and business so that you, you come from a more authentic place. Mm, oh, I love that. You know, and I think, you know, now that you describe it, I think I have heard of that before, but I, I thank you so much for sharing um, that philosophy because I think that's so true. People are, you know, and I sometimes I tease that I'm, I've got the Florence Nightingale syndrome because I'm a nurse by education and mm -hmm. did that for many years. And I feel like everything should be free and I should just do it to be a good person, you know, but that's mm -hmm. that half, right? <laughs> that, right? But you don't make any money doing that. So the balance of the two, um, that, that sweet spot, I think is difficult sometimes for people to find. So that's amazing that you can help people to find that. Right. You know, we could talk about this all day, Hallie, because this <laughs> is such interesting stuff to me and, and to all of our listeners today. Um, but, you know, people's brains are busy, you know, full of stuff. Life is busy, all of that. If there was only one thing that you really wanted people to take away from our conversation today, what do you think that would be? I would tell people to listen to that tiny voice inside of them that might be offering them ideas of what they're, what they could be doing when they, when you're, when you're thinking about, you know, why aren't things working or what, you know, what would I love more about my business? And you hear that voice that's like, you could do this, or, you know, what if you were serving those people and you immediately go, no, can't do that. Or no, that will, that will, you know, upset what I'm already doing. Consider it sit with it and see if maybe like, is that your higher self actually calling you to do, to, to adopt something better? Um, and maybe it doesn't mean taking away from what you're already doing. And maybe it means that you could up level what you're doing. Um, the, the caveat here is I want to make sure like I'm not encouraging shiny object syndrome because <laughs> I know sometimes we, we have those voices and we have so many ideas that we want to pursue, but there's some ideas that you're turning down out of fear, not, not actually like a real logical reason. So that fear is, is, is your ego basically keeping you safe, keeping you small so that you're not, so it, you hopefully you won't get hurt. Uh, but the reality is, is that if you stay small and you're meant for something bigger, it, it's going to come and bite you at some point. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, there's always going to be that emptiness, that void that maybe you can't even put your finger on, but there's something. Right. Yeah. You know, Holly, I know that people are going to want more of you. <laughs> They're going to want to know how to, to get a hold of you, you know, the services that you provide, things that you do. So the floor is yours. I want you to share with people how we can get more of Holly Chantel. Yeah, I would love more of you guys too. Um, I, so we talked a lot about, you know, plateau and, and getting stuck and, and ikigai and all of those things. Um, I have a quiz. It's called the growth blind spot quiz that will help you pinpoint kind of which piece of your business might be out of alignment that's causing you to get stuck. So if you're not sure, you know, why, when you try to market yourself online, people aren't coming, even though you, you're amazing at what you do and you're getting referrals, or you, whenever you try to start creating more leverage in your business, you're maybe creating group programs or maybe you're changing your prices, 
you don't get the results that you're hoping for and you have to go back to what you were doing. So if those kinds of things are happening for you where you're taking a step forward and then have to take like one to two steps back, uh, the growth blind spot quiz will help you pinpoint what is causing that. Um, and, and it'll tell you what actually needs to be brought into alignment in order to create a different result. And you can find that at growthblindspot.com. Awesome. And I will put that link as well as a link to your website on the show page so that people who are listening can just scroll down to the show page, click on it, and magically you'll be there. Awesome. So if, if I was going to send you somebody, like I asked, if I would say to somebody, oh, I was listening to them talk about something. I say, oh, I know who you need to see. You need to see Holly. How, what kind of person would that be? Could you describe what kind of person, like what that would, what that person would be like that would be the ideal person to come to you for assistance to, to reach their dream? So kind of the things that I was just mentioning, I work with a lot of coaches and professional practitioners, so therapists and um, people that are basically self-employed and with their expertise and uh, where they, where they're, they're hitting, hitting an invisible wall, basically, like every time they try to incorporate something new into their business or they want to bring their business from offline into online and actually get clients from their, their website and that kind of thing. So whenever they're, they're running into the, I'm trying to implement this, or I'm listening to this expert and doing what they say, or I'm not sure even how to do what they say, I just know that it sounds good, that, that's the gap that I close, is that, that implementation. Uh, that's why I call myself a business integrator because I help people take those ideas and integrate them into their business while also making sure that they're staying in alignment with who they are and what they were brought here to do. Mm. You know, and this is just kind of a curiosity question. How, how does, does someone know whether they're, you know, sort of in that plateau spot where things aren't working or they're still maybe young enough in their business that they haven't gotten to the, you know, seven figure mark or whatever yet. Mm -hmm. Sorry, say that a question again. So do you, <laughs> so would people know that, would they, would, would they know the difference? Right. Would they know the difference? Would they benefit from coming to you, whether they're, say they've been in business for say five years or seven years, something mm -hmm. like that, but they're still not to that point that everyone thinks they should be at, including themselves. Yeah. Um, or they've been to that point, but then they're sort of stuck and they're in that plateau area. So are you able yeah. to help both of, of that kind of people, person? So like I said, no matter where you are in your business, the problems are pretty similar. It's, it's just how you, how you approach and integrate the solutions is, is that's where the difference is. Because when you're a startup, there's not as much complexity as when you have an established business. Uh. Um, like that's where the complexity and the integration comes in. However. If you are starting up and you're marketing yourself and you're not getting clients or you're attracting the wrong clients or you're talking to people and they say they can't afford you, like those are all the same problems that people are having at the plateau. And this, the solution is still the same. We need to bring your brand into alignment with who you want to attract and be positioning your value. We need to make sure your business model and your pricing is appropriate for your audience and what it is you're offering. And we need to make sure that you're marketing yourself in the right ways for you, as in ways that feel authentic, that you, that, you know, are fun for you. Because as you said before, if, you know, if it's not fun, why are you doing it? 
and are also appropriate for your audience. I find that a lot of people, when they're starting up, they're listening to a lot of experts that are telling them like the best ways to market yourself, but they're not really (laughs) taking into account that, yeah, that might be a great marketing avenue, but it might not, your audience might not even be there. Um, So it's still about aligning and optimizing based on where you are in your business and who you are. Mm. Perfect. So the answer is yes. I have, um, I do have offerings for both levels uh, because up until, you know, just recently I was working with people that were starting up and getting up to that 50 K per year mark. So I have you know, all of those materials still available um, and, and they're just packaged in a little bit different way. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking your time today because you have such, such, you're such a wealth of information and, and I love your holistic um, approach to everything, you know, because not all business consultants or or whatever you call yourself uh, are like that. And so I really enjoyed bringing in those pieces, you know, the metaphysics and the, the spiritual stuff. And we talked about meditation a little bit and all of that. And I think that's really needed. And that's what this show is all about, actually. So I want to thank you again for taking your time to be here today, Holly. Absolutely. I'm honored to be here. And thank you for a good conversation. It's always nice to hang out with someone who's like-minded. Yes. Oh, I totally agree. You've been listening to The Holistic Entrepreneur, hosted by Bonnie Gressel. The Holistic Entrepreneur has been brought to you by M&B Global Solutions, your source for individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, along with book editing and publishing services. To learn more, go to m and Solutions.com.